Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 363. It's July 16th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Lynn. I'm Adrian Show, And I'm here for a few minutes. Yay! Trevor. Hi, so here happy for a few minutes. It. Hi. Hi, everyone. So why do you, It was awkward. Very what was awkward. awkward? Your prom? Oh, that too. Next no, time, actually. take a date. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, <laughs> man, fast. <laughs> to no. Waste no time. <laughs> None. <laughs> I missed you guys so much. We missed you too, Trevor. That's nice. Yeah. Nice. It's nice to miss people. Your empathy is engaged. <laughs> Jeez. Can you tell what he's studying right now? <laughs> this is so funny. Um, so, yeah, I won't be on for very long tonight because I got to get back to the books because I'm doing. Uh, I got a major project, a major group project coming up and my own individual project. And long story short, I started the whole class a week late. I'm not going to get into it, but I did. But anyway, I'm all caught up, but now I want to get ahead. The project that's due last, I want to do now so that when it comes time to do the group works, and everybody hates working in groups. No one likes to be in a group because there's always that one guy. And that's you mean like you? Me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm not that guy. I carry my weight and sometimes other people's weights. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. There's only two of us in the group because the ladies bailed on us. How much coffee so, have you had? Uh, a pot. No, mm. two two pots. I had mm. two pots. Yeah, but uh, nice. it wasn't very good coffee. You know where I get some good coffee? We're going to talk about that at some point. Is that a nope. thing that's coming up? Not yet? Okay. Not yet. All right. Wait for it then. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm busting my ass to get this project done now, <laughs> even though it's not due until the 27th. So then I can put the rest of my efforts into the group project, which will be the last course requirement for this. And then it I'll check this one off, crisis counseling. So the course is called crisis counseling. And I found out that uh, I was a week late and I wrote my first paper on crisis while literally in crisis and I got an A. So the moral of the story is like, I guess if you want to study suicide prevention, be a little suicidal. I don't know. Because if you're in crisis, when you write your paper on crisis, bada boom, bada bing, you get an A. I don't know. Ta- like, there's something about firsthand experience. Right? Yeah. 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 You know you what? Can- Background right. knowledge, mm-hmm. bringing skill sets Real to life. the table. I'd yeah. imagine someone in crisis yeah. would feel like this and this and this. So you're just <laughs> listing off your own symptoms. <laughs> like, what's going on? That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so I got to get back to the books, but I come to say hi. Okay. So why don't we actually talk about what we did in guns? You're going to sit in for that portion, then you're going to yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's on go. you for a few more minutes and then get kicked off. Oh, I feel special. I won't All rage right. quit. You can kick me off. Okay, cool. And... Randomly? I'll go make you a sandwich. Really? No. I haven't eaten yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you some Subway coupons. <laughs> okay. That's cool. practically the same thing. Uh, it's practically. Mm-hmm. Not really. All right. What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they've got CCI Blazer Brass 45 ACP, the 230 grains FMJs for 500 
$39 for a thousand. Oh, hello. You know what? Jump on it. Yeah. Um, You've got a 1911 to feed. Or, or, or a, a, um, a Piscarlo caliber carbine in 45 as well. Um, or even buy it for bartering. I don't know I, uh, last week if the email made it on or not. Um, yeah, it did. Okay. Uh, I don't. I, I think I replied to the email, but I wasn't on. I don't think on the show. Anyway, I believe uh, image, uh, image, ammo shortages are well on uh, on their way. I think we'll see prices go up. Um, the American market drives the cost of ammo up mm -hmm. here in Canada because we get almost all of our ammo and ammo reloading products from south of the border. Pandemic, two things happen: hoard the hell out of it, and yeah. Um, people were working from home and it's hard to work on an assembly line manufacturing ammo from home. So if production, um, I imagine production slowed right down during the worst part of the uh, quarantine. Yeah. So the volume of ammo being put on the market by manufacturers has got to be way down. So yeah, it's going to be like when oh, they thought Obama was going to get in, right? Yep. And, uh, so Yeah. Yeah. And then and then he didn't, and the market crashed. Luckily, and we, and we, uh, we don't mm -hmm. we won't feel the uh, repercussions of them buying a bunch of ARs and AR parts because true story. Uh, yeah, that's not something we have to worry about anymore. No, we can't even get parts anymore. Apparently, mm -hmm. that I mean, it's one thing to go crazy with the FRT. They were given the mandate in C seventy one to do what they want, and they are. But oh, man, why does the CBSA think they can just stop parts from coming in? Like, uh, what authority? What law exists? Well, if you had listened Bill, to last Bill Blair week, is, we is would boss, have though. you would have heard. Yeah, yeah. That's the director. That's where the directive came from. I get who who gave them the directive, but he doesn't. I, mean, I just don't believe he's got the legal authority to do it. I got some more news about Bill Blair and the CBSA for later in the news section today. Sweet. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. Trevor, why don't you tell us what you did in guns this week and last and the week before that? And... So I only missed last week. Oh, yeah. You were on there a week before. A couple yeah, weeks. Okay. You did a lot, though. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Is it in the notes? Let me bring up the notes here. <laughs> well, you went You went to a couple matches. Yep. I thought I talked. I didn't talk about those already. Mm. I thought I talked about those. Anyway, all right. Let me, let me, let me oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, you can Adriel uh, edit this out. Uh, edit can Adriel this out. Yeah. Adriel's gone. No way. No way. And the joke want, there was I said like, edit can Adriel this out. Ska music or something like that. Yeah. I'll, Would you like Adriel to go first? And then you no, can... no, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm here. Right. I'm here. All that act and release. I love but... the fact that you're here. I've oh, I missed you so much. Me too. I wish I could Nobody stay. Nobody picks on me. Adriel's I know it's so disgusting. Nice. It's disgusting. <laughs> if they like, not only do they not pick on you, like they're actually nice to you. They treat you like people. Next thing you know, they're going to let you vote. Like what the hell? I know. Well, that ought to get some hate mail. Uh, if not, I'll try harder. Yeah, they changed the sear thing and went to practice and then sold the FX9. I talked about all that. I talked. Yes. Yeah, you did. Done. Uh, yeah. So. Um, since then, uh, oh, we had the steel challenge. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah, so we had the steel challenge, the uh, fifth annual. Oh shit! Did I just? What am? Are you guys still there? Yeah, we're here. 
Or okay, I'm not zooming very well. I almost left the meeting. Um, yeah, so the fifth, uh, two matches back to back. You're right, Adriel. So we had the fifth annual Ronnie DeGroote Memorial Steel Challenge at my range. It was the USPSA style steel challenge match. We only did seven stages this year. Yep. I took out the stage with the movement because um, one of our key guys, uh, Fingers, he, uh, okay, I'm going to have to change his nickname because he crashed his four-wheeler and broke his pelvis. Now he's walking with a walker. And I got these cool pictures of it. He actually has a coffee. <laughs> I am talking about Steel Challenge. Anyway, he's there, and he, he he's at the Steel Challenge, right? And he's using a walker because he crashed his four-wheeler and broke his pelvis, and um, which is why now he needs a new nickname instead of Fingers. I don't know what I'm going to call him. But anyway, he actually has a coffee uh, cup holder on the on the uh on the walker uh coffee during the day and beer at night so it's the only walker i've seen with the cup holder anyway the reason why i took out the steel challenge days with the two boxes with movement is because like he'd have to like holster his gun grab his walker and move to the next box and it's ridiculous so so yeah so we removed that um that stage from the match and uh it went well i just just squeaked out a win in production optics by i love less than a second but I got, yeah, winning's winning. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. Fastest time for the entire match was shot by a club member's son with the 22 rifle, his first action style match. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, What else of note occurred? The usual suspects came up from Frederick except for Poss B uh, because he's a FUD and he um, hates cool guns and cool people and shooting. Um, but he loves 300 wind mags and other obsolete calibers that are not required in New Brunswick. Is that it filthy or is there anything else I could say mean about my, um, <laughs> a 338 wind mag is not required for <laughs> not, Maybe like a 338 federal or something like that. 300 wind mag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last picture I saw of him hunting was from a tree stand. What are you doing with a 300 wind mag? If you're going to hunt from a tree stand anyway. Um, and it's some Taka, they call it Taka? I don't know. It's not a brand that's really good or popular. Tika? Tika? TikTok? I don't know. Anyway, no one cares. No one cares, Michael. Um, so he didn't make it, and Benito didn't make it. So that's too bad. But the rest of the crew was there, Manderson and Filthy. And Ella, Ella shot it with a twenty-two rifle. She did wow. amazing. Yeah. Awesome. We're working a lot with Ella on her eyes and how her eyes affect her sight picture and explaining things to her. And it's clicking and making sense. And she's pretty pumped about uh, – continuing to shoot rifle um using red dots on pistols because you know there's actually um so i suggested Mm -hmm. a patch that goes over her lens like one of those flippy ones that shooters use you know you clip Mm -hmm. it on your lens you flip it down you flip it and the name of the patch and i I forget the name of the eye condition she has but they literally call this patch the same name as the eye huh did i no, that's no, she didn't. No, I mm. mean, yes, she took a pool cue to the eye in a bar fight in 1982, but that's not what, no, it's not <laughs> dead. Um, that's anyway. what I call a patch. If I was going to make a patch for like shooting better. You call it dead eye? eye. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't actually call it the name of the condition that affects the eye? That wouldn't make any sense, would it? No. Well, that's what this these people did. So. Okay. All um, right. I'll look it up. Yeah, so she's getting a um, uh, pistol. Uh, 22 uh, Ruger pistol that we can deck out for steel challenge with a red dot and all that, like straight up um, uh, Thomas Donnelly cheater pistol kind of thing. So anyway, she did really, really well. Um, She was like, I think basically middle of the pack with her 22 rifle. So that was awesome. 
Um, what else? Well, of course, we had the after party. We had the filthy burgers. We did all that stuff. Um, Dave Williams came over and got picked on by Mini-Me, Filthy Son. He laughed so hard he almost fell out of his chair. It was amazing. Then uh, the next day, we went to the range like we always do. We shot Ronnie's prohibited, re prohibited revolver, that Filthy acquired after Ronnie passed. Uh, tradition, we always do that. I brought out my Mossberg uh, retrograde 590A1. Where is it? Oh, it's in the case. Um, also brought out my 44 Magnum because Mini Me wanted to shoot that. So we got him to shoot the 44 Magnum. I shot my new, uh, well, new to me, uh, Bacale or Bical, uh, double barrel 12 gauge. I gave Mini Me two high brass number five hunting loads and told him to hold on and punch both triggers at the same time. And he did. And it was amazing. There's awesome video of it. And he shot my pump. He shot uh, the, the double barrel a couple of times. You know, like I said, he lit both barrels off at the same time. Not a mark. Well, there was a small mark, but he didn't bruise. I was waiting for this big purple bruise to appear by Wednesday. Nothing. Hmm. Took it like a champ. I mean, it rocked him too, but he just walked away. Shook it off a command. It was awesome. Um, Ella was there again. Did some shooting. That's where we really identified her eye thing. Um, did some work with her. She shot with irons, and then I gave her a red dot, and the group just went... <laughs> because yeah. she didn't have to try and line things up anymore. She's cross-eyed dominant. She didn't know she was cross-eyed dominant. Um, really? Yeah, well, it wasn't explained to her correctly. I mean, you don't know I what thought... you don't know. And she thought that her strong eye, in other words, the eye that works better, and dominant eye was the same thing, right? So wow. her non-dominant eye is the eye that actually has the most vision in it. So it's just been kind of a nightmare. So for she her. has, okay, so... Yeah, so she also has, she wears glasses and has an impairment plus a dominance issue as well. You got it, yep. Yeah, so yeah. I guess that so, wasn't probably I mean, diagnosed. Yeah. And you give, her, you give her a rifle and she immediately tries to do the head tilt thing, right? Where she subconsciously is trying to look through mm -hmm. the scope yeah. with her left eye. So it's yeah. pretty, pretty easy for experienced instructors to diagnose. So yeah. she's on the path. So um, that was all good. Uh, my squire was there. He rocked the uh, Steel Challenge with a 22-1911 GSG. Did really well. Oh. Um, and then the following weekend, I went down to Fredericton uh, to try and do a race and a match. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depends on who you talk to, which group of friends you're, <laughs> I'm, I'm with at the time, uh, the race was supposed to be Saturday and the match was supposed to be Sunday, but the race got rained out on Saturday. So we went and did a range day on Saturday with uh, Filthy and the family and my godson and Manderson and uh, I forget who else came out. Manderson had these real cool steel targets. So we were able to set up some drills like paper and two steel and run it stronghand, run it weekend and run it freestyle. And it was really good practice session. And then we picked up all the brass and threw it in the garbage, uh, but took pictures of doing, of you know, just to torment Mike. Um, what else did we do? I think that was it. So anyway, I missed the match, but had a really awesome um, range day. And then when they went off to the uh, match, I went off to the race. Yeah. Okay. And my next match is Friday, tomorrow night, which is why I really got to get my assignment done. 
because okay. tomorrow tomorrow morning is going yeah it's going anyway, it's it, my day is going to start at six and end at 11 our match starts at oh. 6 p.m okay here's what i think you need to do i think you need to go and drink a couple more pots of coffee okay and pull an alternator no no screw that i get up at six uh, what i'm going to do is finish the reading okay start the outline of my slides just the titles and the headings and stuff and then call it a day and get up at six and after I shave and shower and put my first pot of coffee on, I'll, uh, I'll try and complete maybe two or three of the slides and then we'll head off to Bathurst. I'll mm -hmm. spend the day at the track practicing and helping prep the track for Saturday's race. Before four o'clock, I'll get in the truck, drive all the way back from Bathurst to the range, shoot the qualifier match. It's a qualifier match. Muffin is the match director now and his first IPSC match is a qualifier. So this will be done using the IPSC ICS international qualification system so you shoot the stages in your declared division the results are sent off to ipsic you need to get an alias you need to register your alias alias on the ipsic.org website what's your alias callahan and oh. then um because you know dirty harry is my hero mm -hmm. and uh get off my lawn so uh, make my day and uh, <laughs> you go back after the results have been submitted and you find out if you are, well, where you are in the midget race, basically, you know, so, but anyway, it goes grandmaster, master, um, A, B, C, D. Looking at my scores in classic, uh, I am an A class shooter. Um, I've never shot a level three in production optics or nationals in production optics, but I don't, so I don't really know where I am, but what's cool about the steel challenge, when you score steel challenge stages using the default USPSA steel challenge format in the tablet, it immediately tells you your class, you <laughs> shoot, you shoot the stage. So let's say you, you shoot smoke and hope, uh, your score is your time. So it tells you right off of the bat, if your time is a grandmaster time, a master time, and I think I only got A in one stage. It was, uh, the struggle was real. Like I said, I only won my division by uh, a half a second and was third overall. There was a guy that, um, the, the top pistol shooter was Jeremy somebody. Um, Jeremy, his brother's name is Andrew Smith. Jeremy Smith, he built like a tank. And um, he's a hell of a shooter. His brother, Andrew, is a hell of a shooter. I think Andrew won production. Jeremy won single stack and had the highest overall pistol score. The highest score was 22 rifle. And then it was Jeremy with his single stack and then me with my production optics gun. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I guess we'll... Turn it over to Adriel. Adriel, what did you do in Kansas City? Uh, I put on a maple seed at Lloyd Minster. Yay! Kind of yeah, yeah. So uh, I also got to uh, stress test out like some uh, ultralight camping gear. So like a bunch of like small, tight little stuff for uh, uh, hiking and camping and that kind of thing. How'd it go? Kind of You're still fine. here, so you didn't freeze it off. No, it was too hot actually. <laughs> stuff was, I got like this damp, like this sleeping bag that packs down into about yay big and it's like made of down and that kind of thing so it's, it's really warm but the mosquitoes the mosquitoes wanted to get me bad like this tent like the the mesh is very close to your head and they're like a hundred uh, mosquitoes just <laughs> trying to get me at night drives me nuts yeah but uh mm. yeah i did the maple seed uh it was really well set up andrew uh, andrew does a terrific job of uh 
prepping up his range. Like by seven o'clock the night before, everything was set up. All yeah. The shooting line. He's fantastic. The tables, the, all the stuff. He had like a plan printed out with how to make it square as well with like doing diagonals on it. It was like, <laughs> this is way fancier than I do it. <laughs> all right, Andrew, we're going to clone you and we're going to take you everywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. We had he painted little boxes for for everyone, so we could keep like the COVID distancing and all that kind of stuff. So it was uh, uh, very, very, very well put together, very well awesome. thought out. Yeah, uh, cool. the actual and it was supposed to rain. We didn't get like well, we got like two or three drops, but like that's it. So that was uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. And uh, so we didn't get the guaranteed downpour. You know, uh, having been rained on yet for maple seed this year always this weekend always okay this weekend. Yeah. yeah we can hope <laughs> yeah this weekend uh i'm doing another one at Chaz uh on saturday and yay uh, that yeah. sold out i just had a look mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah sold out and all the all the Chaz ones have sold out uh yeah yeah so which is good maybe i should add another one i don't know i'll have to get through august and see if i'm still married at the end of that because uh uh, between August and September, I think I've left one weekend open. I think I've left one. You should do open something really stuff. big, something <laughs> really big with family. Yeah, probably yeah. go on a road trip or do something. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. mm. I won't be road. Well, I will be road tripping every other weekend, but uh, right. that was good. And uh, uh, yeah, people like uh, we had uh, one father and son uh, walk on and add the spots, so so we we got them in. Uh, oh. situated with some uh, loaner rifles and the dad uh, qualified with a loaner rifle just came, kind of coming out so uh, that was really good just goes to show that you don't need like anything fancy like just a plain 1022 with a scope on it is as the guy who had like the highest score forever with an Arinko bolt action rifle you don't need anything fancy to be successful in maple seed shut up just shut up. Well, there's that too, but yeah, there's I'm, that. That's because I'm well, amazing. That's not because it's like it's called skill. <laughs> <laughs> so, so two things. One, you can do it with a shitty rifle, and it helps if you're amazing. Yeah, it does all okay. right. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Just so, uh, just shoot like thousands of gophers growing up, and uh, <laughs> weird. There's good. some like rifle skills here. All right, a shitty rifle doesn't make you amazing, but an amazing shooter makes a, makes shitty, a shitty rifle amazing. Yeah. Incorrect. Something like that. Is that yeah. good? Good scope, bad rifle analysis too. Yeah. Put a put a Glock yeah. in, uh, uh, you know, Mitchellick's hands. It's probably fine. Put a Glock in right, Stover's yeah. hands. It's probably fine. Yeah, you gotta have the well best setup in your on your RC car in the world. If your tires are garbage, you're not gonna do good. If you got a shitty setup and good tires, you're gonna do okay. You're gonna do a lot better with a bad setup and good tires than a good setup and bad tires. Yep. We bring so, it back to RC. Gotta bring okay. it back to the RC somehow. Well, well you wanna talk about <laughs> the wrinkle bolt action rifles? Fine. I guess it is shooting? a gun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about the wrinkle bolt action rifles. They're not that interesting. And besides, they're not that popular either. So we'll talk about no. that. There's a reason. Mods. Hmm? You should be sponsored by them after laying down Narinko. that number, right? Like, look what this rifle can do in the right hands. I got another Narinko here, too. I'm going to be talking about it later. Well, oh. the reality is lots of training, lots of work, and you're going to be a good shooter. Doesn't matter what gun it is. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Like, if you put the Narinko in your hands, you should just get a kick in the nuts, no matter how good a shooter <laughs> you are. <laughs> Be like, you think you're going to do what with this? Open up, crack, right in the mummy daddies. 
Now, if I were to shoot a maple seed with like an unreliable 22, I think that's what it would be like. Something that just didn't want to run. Well, you can't make a Oh, a 1022. Yeah, I'd rather use an Arinko than a 1022. That's, you know. Whatever. Some 1022s. Yeah. You have to oil them. Like after after like 400 rounds <sighs> in, in like a high heat, you have to re-oil them. They can't, yeah. the they can't run the whole day. They can't run the all day. A lot of them has to have to get I mean, another 1022s are great. Once you take them out of the box, remove everything from inside the rifle and the stock from the outside, you know? replace it all, then you get a yeah. good gun. Yeah. Don't forget the yeah, trigger. No Don't forget the trigger. Yeah. And then do so, something about the oh, mag release too. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, everything. So I need a new barrel. I think I'm going to get a new barrel. I'm going to get one of those um, gray birch ones. Mm. Muffin just wrap. put something on his. And yeah, I can't baby. remember what it is, but it's phenomenal. Carbon was wrapped. It carbon wrapped? Not muffins, no. Well, I think it was Kelly, a deluxe Kelly's, barrel. Maybe? Kelly's looking at a carbon wrapped one. Are you really, Kelly? Yeah, I am actually. That's sexy. It's a, it's a $400 barrel, but I got friends. In low places. Yeah. I, I would know I'm one of them. That. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like you, though. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, that's about it. I'm just putting on maple seeds. What about you, Kelly? I have, uh, I did a little bit. So maple seeds, it's basically, oh my God. So has as they say, you know, like release the Kraken. As we got events happening now in BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, and New Brunswick. New Brunswick is going to happen in August. So it looks like I'm not sure I understand your analogy. It means that we, you know, just I don't know. I We're don't know. yeah, I know you don't know. Events. That's why I called you on it because this is very <laughs> humorous to me. It's like she has no fucking idea what she's release talking the Kraken about. Release Kraken means she... just like. <laughs> Right. All over to... the tentacles are all over the. <laughs> That's a great way to articulate articulate your idea. It just seems. Blah. You know what? Why don't you release the Kraken? The Kraken of maple seeds. Why don't you go and like study or something? I'm gonna. I just gotta get a few more digs in. I need my. I need my fill. It's been a while. Hey, and and while you're releasing the Kraken, um... <laughs> that look. <laughs> Yes, Adriel. After this weekend, you'll only like Alberta will only have a four X lead on the rest of the country in terms of number of maple seeds put on. Everything's a contest. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He's kicking your ass because he's in Canada's Florida, where they have no Fs to give about COVID. Texas. So, I'm in. I'm, so, in, I'm in Canada's Texas. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, right. as far as your attitude towards COVID, you're in Florida, buddy. So my next somebody asked me if if they. Today, if they could go for a run with me on a weekend, and I looked at my weekends where I'm not having a maple seed or traveling to New Brunswick to have maple seeds or whatever, so I'm scheduling him in for the end of September. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to run in the summer, but uh, I really should get you into September. It's not really no, summer anymore. I, I, I yeah. hear you. Like I'm trying to schedule a sailing trip with Captain Andy, and I'm into the second week of August. Yeah, it's and like... I've been trying to schedule it since we since the Atlantic bubble thing happened. Oh, you and get I to still don't. see him. I uh, hope so, but I got to figure out what my next course is, right? So. Yeah. 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 Anyways. So I'm just saying that BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, and soon New Brunswick are going to be happening. So we've all, I have a maple seed this weekend that I'm going to be going to. Yay. But yeah. So, so what? What, uh, what if the New Brunswick Quebec border closes? What if it is closes? That, then we re. It stays closed. Does that mean because you crossed through Quebec to get to New Brunswick, you'll have to quarantine for 14 days when you get here? Yeah. If that happens, you're not coming? 
no, if I get over there and they let me in and everything is fine, and then all of a sudden they close the borders, I'm staying at your place. Yeah, that's fine too. But I'm saying, <laughs> um, what happens does if the I Quebec, can't... New Brunswick border have to be open between New Brunswick and Quebec for you to not be required to quarantine upon arrival? Yes. Okay. Because there's talk that it's going to stay closed until September. Right. There's also talk that it's not. I was. Yeah, of course. And there's talk that, yeah, there's also talk that COVID is man-made. I mean, there's. 5G. I'm going for the 5G towers. That's that's where I'm putting my money. Hey, we're the murder hornets. God damn it. I was promised murder hornets. Not one murder by hornets. I've murdered hornets, but I haven't seen them do their share. They're not doing any of the heavy lifting. (sighs) Anyway. Maybe in the warmer places. Yeah, maybe. Talk to Grosno. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the other thing that we did was Project Maple Seed had a draw for a sweet, sweet rifle. And uh, we had, remember I was talking about those patches. They were available $50 a piece. And we were thinking that it was oh, going to yes. take a couple yeah. of weeks and all that. Yeah, they sold out in five days. Of course they did. That was an amazing, that was the rifle thing, right? You could right. run a big, cool rifle. It's the PGW Coyote in 308. So it uh, it was awarded two days ago. A guy named Mark Milne won it. And then we also actually gave it a couple of um, 22s as well. So it's awesome. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who bought a patch. The patches are actually going out and uh, the rifles are going out too. So yeah, it was fun. Uh, the Ontario Hunters Education Program. Guess what? I'm going to be taking it. But... In Ontario, they aren't doing in-class sessions, so they're moving it over to virtual. They did it; they activated it last night. So you can go online, you can take the first portion of the um, course, and it's $25. And then the second portion, which is the exam, is $100, and you arrange that with your examiner, and then you do it all virtually. And then you can be able to hunt, and that'd be me. So I'm going to be doing that. I haven't actually... Last time I logged on, it wasn't ready yet, but we got the message that it was ready and I've been doing other things. So I'm going to take that and I should be able to have that done by next week. Uh, so got a mail call in. So I got some things. So call sign six, six, which is a fantastic company. They actually veterans supporting veterans. I bought their coffee, bolt action coffee. And then I also bought some of their gear as well. Cause the gear, all the profits from it go towards supporting veterans. So about their stuff they were on the show recently and talked about it so i went and got it and it got it came in the mail the other thing that i also bought was this stuff i went and bought some stuff from just hunts and it came in the mail too so i got lots of shirts and stuff to to come in the mail so i'm all excited adriel and i were talking before we went on air adriel asked me how many hats i have for you know that are gun related i counted them last week 32 so this is number 33. <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> I can wear one for almost every, a different one for every show. I can't do it after a while. I start throwing them away. I get really? so many hats. They just, I actually have like this hat rack thing in the back of the um, closet going down in the stairs. And once they start to get, you know, tripled up on the little hooks, I'm like, all right, this is, this is nuts. And I start tossing them out. If you were a farmer, you would go put those on the posts next to your like house, and you'd have like yeah. a bunch of posts with hats on them. Why? Is that only the thing that it's... Albertans do? Yeah, man, that's only a you. That's a you problem. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, I have lots of hats. I'll wear one every day. 
different one. Anyways, uh, Gunny Girl calendar, we've been doing a lot of work on that. Uh, we did, the deadline was yesterday and we uh, reviewed it and we got some great girls that are going to be in the calendar this year and soon they'll be told that they're going to be in the calendar and we've been in organizing all kinds of stuff and a sh photo shoot and everything. So watch for that. It's probably going to be out in um, end of October and skeet night, Wednesday night, usual skeet night deal. Met up with Kelly Kincaid. We uh, we shot around a skeet. Uh, first time ever that Kelly and I tied each other. Uh, we didn't do as bad as the week before, and we didn't do as well as we normally do. So how, how do you how well do you normally do? About fifteen, fifteen out of twenty-five. I was going to say fourteen. <laughs> oh, I did miss the crow kill. What? Oh, I'm looking through the comments on our live feed. Yeah. F filthy whacked a crow, but I, unfortunately I missed it. Whacked a crow where? On a, what? How? He shot and killed a crow. Right. Where? I asked. Somewhere legal. Okay. I'm assuming. Okay. <laughs> you, right. you cop? Why are you asking so many freaking questions? <laughs> well, you're, you mentioned Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He whacked the crow. That's all you need to know. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Sleeping <sighs> with the questions. Fishes. <laughs> yeah. Next thing, next thing he's gonna whack a pigeon. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe that pigeon disrespected his family or something. I don't know. Get back on your stool. <laughs> I love that. I love that, that cartoon. Okay. Um, are you done? Cartoon. Are you ready? You got your threshold of tormenting me, or are you done? Oh man, I don't know. I'm gonna miss it when I leave. Okay, when did you stay? We won't be that much longer. No, I got to go. It's 830. I appreciate uh, you guys entertaining me for this long. And uh, yeah, I'll be back next week to tell you guys uh, that I qualified somewhere between midget and suck. So, but I mean, no matter what, I'll still be better than Luca Dan. I mean, that's a given. Aw, he's watching, by the way. I know. That's why yep. I said it. I love you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. I got to hit the books. I'm reading about suicide prevention or something like that. So maybe I can use this chapter to talk myself down after I don't qualify as an A. Okay. Call me if you need me. All right. <laughs> no, I want to avoid suicide, Kelly. I'm not calling you. Oh, yeah. No. I'm. Yeah. The joke there is talking yeah. to you would make me want to kill myself. Uh, I got that. It's funnier when I have to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Have a good night. Bye. Bye, Bye. He does know that. I, anyways. So let's get on to the next section of the show. We have a new sponsor. Tilios Alpha is the Canadian digital agency that works exclusively with the firearms age of vertical. Uh, they help with uh, business processes, strategic planning, website, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. You guys actually should check these people out. Teliosalpha.com. Telos. Is it Telios or Telos? Telos. Telos Okay, you should check them out and uh, go and patronize them, especially if you're a business that works with uh, firearms. So, yeah. So, we have some upcoming events. Do you want to cover this one for Tumblr Ridge? They included it, by the way, they included a photo this time. So, yeah, Tumblr Ridge Action Shooters are hosting a two day three gun PCC match in Tumblr Ridge, BC this weekend, July 18th <laughs> to 19th. Match fee is $80 for two days, $40 for a single day. We've got catered lunch. I love catered lunches at a match. Oh, no. Me too. Uh, both days and a prize draw ticket included with match fees. Full details are on the Mighty Peace 3-Gun Facebook page. 
with 20 shooters registered for two days, they'll also be adding a Merlin XT-17 to the prize pack. Sweet. They included a picture of what the prize pack is, and it's pretty It's pretty good. It's a pretty it's good a little good, prize pack. It's a good for prize shooters. pack, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a pretty good chance of uh, winning back. Like, you're not supposed to go to a match just to win back you, like what you're paid with prizes, but you've got a good, pretty good chance at this one. Yeah. 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 Okay. So CRPS, just want to remind everybody that they're selling the Founders Coin um, for fundraising. I think there's still some of that are available. It's a limited amount, though. Uh, if you buy one of the coins, go to this before you do that, go to CPRS uh, website, and then you can buy one of the coins. It's $50, and you'll be entered to win one of two rifles. You can win a, a testroad.ca. It's a CZ457. Uh, it comes with everything that you need to do some long-range precision um, rifle shooting. Or there's also the Go Big Tactical. It's, a v, uh, it's the um, Vito V22, and it's got trigger tech filled in. It, it had, it's like really, really tricked out as well. So you can choose if you win. So they're draw, we're drawing for the two packages. If you win, you'll have a choice of which one you win. All right. Uh, the other thing that, as I said, Project Maple Seed has actually recently released some of the events. We're constantly updating our website as well as we get more and more events in. Uh, I just want to say that Ontario is now in stage three. Uh, that's right, stage three of the uh, COVID recovery. So I'm actually getting started to get contacted by ranges again. It's awesome. Yeah. So. So we're adding to them as we go. So not only in Ontario, but right across the country. But, uh, and the Ontario events that I have posted, they're all sold out, by the way. So, um, yeah. That's yeah. something I noticed. Your, uh, your events sold out, like, really quick. Like, in a matter of 12 hours. So get on <laughs> it. I'm just saying. So here's some of the ones that are going to be happening that still have event space available. So Winnipeg, we're there August 4th. Verdon, Manitoba, August uh, 6th. Medicine Hall at Alberta is August 8th. Sherwood Park, there's space in Sherwood Park. How'd that happen? Uh, members August. only. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, so you have, to, you have to be a member of the Sherwood Park range to, uh, to shoot those ones. But those are right. both, um, both the ones we have at Sherwood Park have spaces. Uh, so that's August 9th. Uh, Saskatoon, there's one on August 11th and one on August 12th. They both have spaces available. Tabor, Alberta, the first one is sold out, but there's still spots in the second one that's on August 18th. You got Provost, which is August 22nd. Campbell River, BC is August 23rd, and Kamloops, BC is August 29th. Go to mapleseedrifleman.com and you can sign up there, or you can actually go to our Facebook, Facebook and, page. Yeah. Facebook. I, Facebook, Facebook at, and then there's a link there and everything, and then you get to talk to us and you get to get all the stay in the loop and all that stuff too. So those are the ones that are currently available. We'll be adding to them throughout the years. We add, uh, I was going to say matches as we add events. events. <laughs> yeah, I'm matches. supposed to, I'm supposed to add, pay Shoots. you a dollar if I say matches. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Adriel has a habit of saying matches, and I say, you owe me a dollar. <laughs> so I shoots. owe him a dollar now. Shoots. shoots. Events. Have shoots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it for events. If you guys have events that are going to be happening that you want to promote, email them to us, and we'll, we'll talk about them. We'll let people know. Okay. In the news, do you want to cover the news first, or you want to do donations? I think that we should do Get the donations, then I'll, I'll do the news. Okay. So... 
the Abbey multi-gun. So it's, they haven't been able to have their matches because of COVID. So they took all their match fees and they donated towards the CCFR legal fund. So they donated $525 recently. So good on them. The practical shooters of Algoma donated $500. Metro Rifle Club, $500. Maple Leaf Revolver Club, $1,000. Red Deer Fish and Game Association, $2,500. Bridgeport Rod and Gun was $5,000. Uh, Quiznell, I think that's it. Quiz what? Quinell. Quinell? Okay. I think so. Rod and Gun, uh, 1500 The Aurelia Gun Club was $5,000. Squamish Valley uh, Rod and Gun Club was 3000 And CFRAM out of Montreal was 3000 And Timmins Golden Nugget Conservation Club was $2,000. This is all donated to the CCFR Legal Fund. If you've donated money to the Legal Fund, let us know. And we'll put you up here, too, and give you a shout-out. Adriel, why don't you tell us what's new in the news? The JCCF backs the CCFR Court Challenge. This is the Justice Center for Constitutional Oh, yeah, I posted Freedoms. this. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> uh, they announced their official intention to intervene uh, in the CCFR's Court Challenge against the OIC gun ban. So. Okay. So a lot of people are asking who are they, what they do. And so it's a group of, uh, group of lawyers. Uh, most of them are in Alberta, and they do pro bono work for basically injustices. So they're going to be backing the CCFR legal. Neat. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Okay. Uh, this next one here, uh, I think I got this out of a CSSA. Yeah, CSSA newsletter. Uh, they noticed that the tabled uh, government budget for the CBSA uh, cuts to, that that's a link to, to the actual budget. So it's a budget report from Bill Blair. Um, if you control F on that thing and you go and you search for budget and you go about two down, you get to the table of what, how much they're actually going to spend. And it shows a $238 million cut right off the top yep. for, uh, for next year, which is kind of funny because they were talking about how, you know, most of these guns, like the guns used by the Nova Scotia share were smuggled into the country. And now they're cutting, like this is a substantial chunk of their budget getting cut off. Um, and they're supposed to be people that are stopping the smuggling from, ha from happening. Right. So the Liberal government, they got elected on the campaign promise that they were going to add funds to the CBSA to help battle importation, etc. And yeah, no. they did add some funds in one of the areas, but then they took the whole budget and, and chopped that thing out. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to let I'm going to let you guys know that uh, with everything that's out of control right now with the budget and the, well there is no budget let's just be real right so the funding that's currently happening there is going to if there's any service or any public service uh either this government or the next government that comes into place is going to chop it and, it'll be the next one because right now they yeah. will just put it out on deficit and then uh, uh until they get an election done right they right. can't actually chop that much and uh until they have another election done that's true but Even this saying, one, this, this CBSA one doesn't take effect this year. This is like 2021 to 2022. No. Uh, yeah. So like those officers won't be laid off for a while yet. It'll go through attrition or whatever. But I do know that things are going to happen. If you expect services, yeah, you're not going to be getting them. Yeah. Either they have to are going to tax or cut service. So <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, just. Yep. Okay. Neat. What else? What's new in guns? New guns. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple places that had this, but this is a, a really good promo. Uh, Dante Sports and a couple of other places had the uh, 
Beretta 1301 Tactical uh, Gen 1s. Let me share my screen here, just because it's more interesting to look at pictures. For $12.69, I think this is a fantastic deal for these uh, shotguns. Uh, the 21 inch is real, real short and real pointable. Oh, yeah. So for three gun and that kind of thing, uh, it's a pretty good little shotgun. Pretty good. You can't put a huge tube on it, but who cares? Uh, oh, yeah, you could just have it go past the barrel like all our uh, friends in the U.S. do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pretty, pretty neat little shotgun. Pretty good price, too. Uh, cool. And then the other one here is uh, some places are starting to bring in more uh, Tavor X95s. So Bullseye North, uh, aka Bullseye London. Why are they doing that? Do you know? Huh? Why are they bringing uh, in the, t the X95? Uh, yeah, no. I was just being funny. Never mind. So we don't okay. have anything else. Because we don't have anything else. Yeah. That's, that's the last week's show. better alternatives. Yeah. 2600 bucks. You can pre-order them. But they do come in different colors. So black or green or tan or, you know, one of them things. Yeah. yeah. This is the non-restricted version. So. No pink. No pink. I mean, you could rattle can it just as easy. Yep. Yeah. This one uh, was not last week, but I missed it when it when it got out. Uh, Kadex is offering their Strike Evo Nuke chassis, which yep. is like a polymer aluminum hybrid thing and bobber. They're offering it for the Tika T1X22. So if you're looking oh. to uh, uh, tack out your your Tika, uh, this is it. This is actually the same chassis as that uh, that one that I had in six five Creedmoor that I was using to. Yep. that stuff yeah yeah yeah. A nice chassis actually it is a nice chassis and fairly reasonable yeah. price too so yep. super adjustable mm -hmm. cute mm -hmm. yeah i keep forgetting you're sharing the screen i want to scroll how <laughs> <laughs> do i scroll back <laughs> uh, it's not working yeah this other one i i didn't know that these were coming out so soon but uh, savage uh, and it kind of seems like like savage axis is supposed to be like their budget line right um, but then they, they just kind of got wild with it. Now, <laughs> things like this, the Savage Axis 2 Precision. This is a Savage Axis, but it's got a heavy barrel, and it's in an MDT chassis, um, and it's skeletonized, and it runs AICS mags, and it has... It's like, a thousand bucks. It's a thousand dollar Axis. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of uh, kind of neat. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, heavy barrel. Get, in, get into the BRS Oct with that. Yeah, well, it's it's in two two three, but then they they've yeah. got it in a couple of like oddball calibers. Like I don't know what the point of getting a a heavy barrel precision rifle in, and I like two seventy, but why two seventy? Why a, a precision rifle in two seventy? It's like a hunting round, right? It's like mm. a traditional hunting round. It's well, not a precision round. No, but maybe I don't know. It's not really a. It's not a hunting rifle, really. Not this really. version of it, right? No. It's nine pounds. Like nine pounds is very heavy for a heavy. hunting rifle. Yeah. So, but mm. they also have it in three, 308 and 223 and that kind of thing. So Which, if you wanted to play PRS and yeah, you can cheap, use. That's, uh, that's what you could do there. Yeah. Yep. It's cheap. Uh, let's see. Oh, if you're on Instagram, both the Maple Ridge Armory Renegade and the Sp Spectre Ballistics oh. LPC, videos on yeah. those being used are both yeah. out. Yeah, I actually watched the Maple I'll see uh, not Maple Sea, Maple Ridge Armory one. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, they're both yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, the uh, I think for the uh, special ballistic ones, I think they did it at a three gun match because he showed the video and it's like, oh, there's a bunch of three gun guys like shooting the shooting the rifle on video. <laughs> so I think they must have done it at a three gun match, just cracked it out at the end of the day kind of thing. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, they both look good, and I'm I'm happy to see the uh, the selection coming out. Right. Now it's a straight pull, right? The Renegade. So uh, I was watching it. Um, yeah, not all that fast, obviously, because you have to work the bolt, but. Still. Yeah, stick your hand off the gun, off. right? Like the yeah. like there's not really a, a, a fast way to do it because you gotta take your left hand and, and take it off the support and do something with the gun and then get it back up there. Right. Yeah. Ryan Ryan did the video. He's still proficient in it. Like I yeah, like I wouldn't be able to do it half as fast as he did it was. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what else we got here? Oh I you know, I haven't heard of these things. Um apparently they're like they're they're pre-ordering them. That's how how many they're selling right now. But uh, the Hops Air Vault this is a long-term gun storage bag. So like the bag itself is like permeated with like anti-rusting stuff in it, so that you can store guns for long periods of time. I wonder uh, if they're selling a rusting. lot of these. They are. <laughs> yeah, they are selling a couple of them. I, again, I'm being. <laughs> I know. I'm just being straight. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> Remember what I said that you were nice to me and Trevor was not? Well, guess what? Well, you know you're nice to me. This is Select Shooting Supplies, by the way. Go over to the website and you can get this. Well, you can pre-order it. But like well, these are these yeah. are hard to get right now, especially in Canada, because uh, uh, mm -hmm. people are buying them. Mike from Canmore recommends this style of uh, uh, firearm storage bag very much. Mike's such a good guy. I like yeah. him. This last one, uh, and and so uh, for a while you couldn't get M -car M Carbo stuff direct to Canada because right. they didn't have an export <laughs> license or something like that. But now uh, there's uh, Wolverine's bringing them in. So Wolverine's cool. got a big selection of M Carbo stuff. They generally make like springs and and trigger pull kits and that kind of thing. So yeah. if you've got an Axis or an SKS or uh, a PCC or something like that, and you want to like tune up the trigger and that kind of thing, they've got a pile of different little kits for it. They're pretty cheap. They're like twenty. 30 yeah. bucks kind of a thing and, there you and go. swap out the springs and get a much better trigger pull and they also have a ruger pc carbine a muzzle brake that looks kind of mean it's like a big old chonky looking thing and all sorts of other stuff yep. ruger pc carbine extended mag release oh, interesting huh let me see all sorts of like go fast stuff oh right here. look at that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stainless steel guide rods for 226s, clock trigger spring kits. Yeah, all sorts of interesting stuff. Anyways, cool. check that out at uh, Wolverine Supplies. All right. So let's talk. Uh, who actually asked us to do this? A listener. Was it, was it Josh? Josh Ree? Maybe. I, I think, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Popular gun upgrade. So... Adriel is so prepared, you guys. This is unbelievable. But he got a bunch of guns that he has, and we're going to talk about what upgrades that need to happen to these. And these are popular guns as well. These are, you know, not the unicorns, but something that you're probably going to have in your gun save. So uh, let's start with the 1022, the gun that uh, Trevor hates apparently, uh, <laughs> but I love, and uh, you love what you love them too. I would say there, there's pros and cons to the 1022. Like there's uh, there's some things that I really like about it. And there's some things that are definitely showing their age in in the in the firearm. Yep. Um, I would say like if you're looking at uh, common mods to throw on them, uh, mm -hmm. a scope is a good idea because yep. scopes are, are are accurate. If you're going to run a scope, you also need a cheek crest of some kind. Uh, yep. Now you could just put some foam and wrap it on there, or you could. Get something like this off of eBay. A little bit more I think this is like twenty bucks. It's got like a leather 
uh, uh, padded cheek piece on there. You can pull foam out of there to make yeah. it a little bit lower, or you can add foam in to make kind it of higher. Yeah, move it a little bit higher, that kind of thing. So that could just get you a better cheek rest uh, while you're uh, uh, while you're shouldering the rifle. Right. And the other thing that you might want to do to your 1022 is actually on the inside. Um, 1022s come with a, uh, I would say, a bolt release that needs a design update. Um, yeah. And uh, the bolt release looks something like this. And the thing that you need to update is you need to actually cut out. There's like a little, uh, this one's already been modified, but this oval hole here usually has like a, a point it, on it. And right. you need to dremel or file that guy out. Uh, to do what's called an auto bolt mod to it. So it's pretty easy to pull this thing out. It's pretty easy to do the cut. And then once you've done that, uh, when the bolt is held open, you can put your new mag in, you can pull the bolt back and then release and it'll oh. just go. And okay. and you won't have to like fiddle around with the bolt release on there. So uh, that's, a, 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 in my opinion, a pretty important mod for the, uh, the 1022. Right. So that's the first one that I suggest people put in there. I also suggest um, the silicone buffer uh, with pin, which is cheap, cheap. So you can, uh, you can get the Autobolt release. You can buy it from Delas Canada. They carry it. Same with the buffer pins as well. They're super cheap. Um, or you can, you can, if you're good with a Dremel like Adriel is, you can modify it yourself. It's on YouTube. I'm good with a Dremel, but I have one and I have no fear of using it. So. <laughs> See, that's good with a Dremel. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I do see with uh, with a 1022 is uh, the rail on top. A lot of people will mount the scope, and it's way you'll match your scope, and it's way too far back. Yeah. Uh, a lot Something of people like this. So Something by like the ex this. yeah, that's yeah. too far back. So by the extended um, rail as well, and then you can. Uh, move your scope a little bit forward. So if you get into any positions, especially in the prone position, it'll be your eye relief will be good. And mm -hmm. yeah, um, what else Mag with release? that? Mag like release. This, this one doesn't oh, have the, yeah. the real poo one. This one's at least got this this uh, toggle one here. But some of the uh, some of the more original ones have this flush thing yep. that you push, and it is just horrible. It is just absolutely right. horrible at least with this one you know you can just press that and it's it's fairly tactile uh, right. some of the nicer ones are bigger some of the ones go around the trigger guard i have one of those i have taken it off because i just don't like it uh it snags on too many things and if i snag it with my hand or something like that it drops the mag out so which is an uh, issue yeah you know when you're trying to shoot too convenient <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is so matter to arms they made the nicest one in Canada. They're not making them anymore. They it was at, right at the front of the trigger guard, and it was a flat paddle, and it was made out of uh, aluminum or machined aluminum, and it was a really nice one. Um, they're not making them anymore. So, my people who are asking about it, I suggest they go back over to Delask and get the the ones that it'll curve around the trigger guard, and it's the one that you might hit accidentally and drop your magazine. Um, mm -hmm. But still, it's it's better than what you have there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in terms of trigger, there's a couple of drop-in triggers for these things. Yep. There's the uh, BX trigger that, that Ruger has. And then there's also like, you could just go with a Volkortz and hammer and... Uh, Which is in cheap fix. Yeah. The hammer and sear yeah. is a cheap fix. It's about a hundred bucks. Well, BX trigger is about 150 bucks. You can get a Timini for about 350, 400, and you can get the kid two-stage trigger, and that's actually um, 
it's anywhere from 400 to 600 depending on on that yeah which is mm -hmm. technically more than the gun's worth um but yeah <laughs> quite a bit yeah yeah but, and then uh, you can do barrels and you can do stocks it's like the lego for adults right it's the one yeah. that most people you as you know it's we change it everything yeah, yeah, it's a platform, and with with any gun that becomes a platform, like there's just you can you can make so a 1022 that has no Ruger parts on it. Yeah, yeah that's so true too. You can you can do as much as you want to with it, or you can buy the Bergera, which has almost everything, uh, all the upgrades, and just there. Run that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the extractor is the other one that thing that you should probably try. Change it right at the beginning to get a Volkerson one. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. done that one one of my 1022s, but not the other ones. The other yeah. ones are just stock. The last Volkertsen one that I put in was, uh, I changed it. I estimated it was about 35 to 40,000 rounds. And then it just, it got worn at that point. Mm -hmm. So, What else yeah. we got? Uh, Marlin 795? Yeah, let's do that puppy. I mean, I've got one with the spring mods from Carpo in it. Those are handy. Really crisps up the uh, trigger, and they replace the trigger from the polymer one to a flat-faced aluminum one. It just feels nicer. It feels like a more solid trigger on it. Um, trying to think of the other stuff I've done on that thing. I mean, it really reduced the trigger pull weight on it. Uh, get a couple of extra recoil springs because when you're disassembling it, one of those times you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna kink it, and yeah. you're gonna bend your recoil spring it's never gonna like it's always gonna make this weird grinding sound when you when you run it back afterwards just, yeah so just have a couple of extra ones on hand for when you make that mistake because they're like five bucks each i was just gonna say they're not all that expensive and yeah just you're get gonna do it extra. it's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> uh and other than that maybe like a new stock because the stocks on those things are uh are quite cheap quite cheap feeling yeah a nice Boyd stock actually works well on those. Yeah, I ran a Boyd's on, on mine, and my current one doesn't have one because it's from a kid, so it's like the, the plastic's pretty lightweight. Um, yeah. But I might sell that one because I think that the Winchester Wildcat, I just prefer it, and they prefer it, and it's lighter it's weight. It's lighter. It's way lighter. Yeah. 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 It's way lighter because the stock itself is cut out, right? And it's plastic. Yes. It's so you got so much removed on it, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be lighter for them to carry yeah. around. Yep. Shotguns. Let's do shotguns. I put a question mark Mods. on it because, like, so, uh, so some guns I mod for competition. And for competition, I don't I don't need them to be, like, reliable in, like, undue hazards. I need them to be, like, reliable for the competition that I shoot them in. So for, like, an Ipsic right. pistol, that means, like, if it, it can be fine if, if, if it won't run in dust and mud and that kind of thing. Uh, for three gun, I need like a little bit more reliability. Uh, for hunting, I like, I will almost not mod anything because I want like ultimate reliability on it. So for like a shotgun, I, I don't do a lot of mods on mine. So yeah, maybe like a high vis bead on the end. Right. So yeah. it's depending for you. I know it depends on what you want to do with that. Like you pimped out like your shotguns for three gun you three took dremel, like you took dremel yeah. and you extended too but you're with hunting as you said you didn't you're, you're not stock. doing anything yeah Bold stock i don't mod anything on my hunting rifles like oh sorry on, on a hunting shotgun rather hunting rifle i might do like yeah. a trigger mod 
if they have like a real a, a crappy trigger. But these days, a lot of the a lot of the manufacturers come with a, a decent trigger out of the box. Yep. They come with like a Savage Accu trigger or a rip off of the, of the Accu trigger. So they're almost all pretty pretty decent. I did replace like my boy has got a uh, an Axis one in two forty three, yep. and that's the old uh, trigger. That's not an Accu trigger. So I replaced the trigger on that one with the M Carbo one. Uh, and that uh, really lightened up the trigger would pull on it. Right. What are some of the, so you're talking about lightening up the trigger pull. Uh, what are some of the benefits of that? And what are some of the cons of that? Like, I already know, but the, one, the benefit of a lighter, like when you're hunting, you're typically um, not firing off a bench with a sandbag and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So when you get on target, you may only have a second to get your shot off. So a lighter trigger pull uh, will disturb the rifle less and will let you prep the trigger and get that shot off quicker without disturbing right. the rifle. Right. Uh, the disadvantage would be... It's a lighter trigger. The lighter trigger. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if you uh, aren't running your rifle with the safety on or if the trigger has been lightened to the point where it is unsafe, Yes. Uh, you you can you can do that. Um, then uh, you you have an unsafe rifle. Right. Yeah, it's possible it's, to do that. Yeah, and specifically, I'm asking are because some people don't know. Some people say oh, I'm going to put in a nice new trigger group, and it's going to be one and a half pounds, and all you have to do is just sneeze on it, and then you give that rifle or you give that shotgun uh, to somebody who's not used to that. I gave my I, I gave my rifle to somebody who's an experienced shooter, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was a little surprised by the uh, rifle going off. Rifle because... going off when they're just prepping it, just prepping it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this has got a factory trigger in it, and uh, it's uh, it's it's got a bit of a prep, and it's got quite a bit of weight to it before it goes yeah. off. And if you went from that to like my AR trigger, for example, which is like one and a half pounds you would you would be squeezing that shot off a little bit early right so yeah let's talk 1911s our favorite subject let's I, I, talk. 1911s are, are interesting because they're a platform i think like as, right. a, as a gun design they're outdated but as a platform they're super interesting because you can do all sorts of stuff on them right. um i've got some real practical mods on this gsg 1911 uh so i would say practical because uh sites and um that's almost all. Uh, I have disabled the uh, grip safety on this one. Uh, Browning didn't originally have a grip safety on his gun, uh, on this design. It was added uh, as a request. Um, and I believe it was for like, cal like cavalry, like horse mounted people needed a grip safety so they could like so it drop go their off. gun all over the show yeah. and act like cowboys and, and not have it go off. Um, and competitions and that kind of thing, just grip safety is, I, I don't think it's a good design. And uh, I get a lot of hate for it on YouTube and that kind of thing, but I've disabled this grip safety. We are not saying that you should disable any safeties. This is for entertainment I'm purposes. I'm saying the, <laughs> the grip safety is, is a dumb idea. I know, now, um, if you carry a, right, uh, a pistol, then maybe a grip safety might make sense if you're not going to run any other safety and you're going to run like a light trigger press. Like yeah. the thing about uh, a 1911 is that because it's a single action, uh, it doesn't take much to uh, uh, to get that off in terms of trigger press, and there's no other like passive safeties on a 1911 except for the grip safety. Um, newer guns have a lot of passive safeties on them that are quite good that take care of that kind of thing. Yep. Um, now on my 
nine millimeter 1911. I haven't chosen to do that. And that's because it's uh, grip safety has this little bump on the back mm-hmm. and that makes it pretty reliable to, uh, to hit. The issue is if, if you're running like a really high grip on it, sometimes you don't get enough palm on the, uh, on the grip safety to make it disabled. Um, but that's why, that's why I have, some of these have this bump on the back to, uh, uh, to deal with it, whereas this one doesn't have it. Um, I put a lot so, more mods into this thing too. Like yeah. this guy has uh, quite a bit fewer. Uh, with this guy, trigger, springs, sights, yeah. uh, barrel bushings to tighten up the, uh, the barrel lockup on the front. That's in there. This one has a full-length guide rod on it rather than uh, – actually, I don't even know what this one looks like here. Uh, rather than a partial, I guess, right? Right. So you're talking – did you buy a spring kit right off the bat or did you – I sent it to Trevor and I said, "Do do like, it. Go nuts with this, yeah." Okay. In the past, I've uh, I've modded my own 1911s. Uh, I would say that this one's like the it's super smooth cycling. The cycling nice. on it's so yeah. nice. Uh, the trigger press on it is beautiful as well. It's got a, a three pound trigger, and you can see there. There's like practically no take up and practically no over travel at all on it. So the trigger press on this thing is fantastic. I was like, as we were talking about doing mods, I was like, man, that 1911. So one of the things I want to do is put a red dot on here. So I want to mill this out and put a red dot. The other thing I was thinking about doing was getting a compensator, either a barrel bushing one, one that replaces the barrel bushing or a different barrel that mounts a, a comp on it as well. So I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about that. Mm, other things you might want to consider extended magazine release yeah. uh, just because these don't have like a, a huge magazine release on them from the factory and uh, the factory one is quite small you see that little guy there I have big hands so I have no problem hitting it uh, if you have small hands you'll definitely want a, uh, have you thought about magazine. putting uh, the larger safety on it as well uh, this they both have ambidextrous safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys like to run that big safety that goes way, way out there. So, so they, they can, can rest their, their thumb. thumb on it. Yep. Yeah. I can rest my thumb pretty well on this one. I don't actually like the thumb high grip. I don't actually like it on a 1911 because it, it uh, just doesn't feel quite right. Um, I don't know, that's, that's me though. I just don't like, I don't like the thumb high. Okay. I would rather I would rather run it a little bit tighter and a little bit lower, like my my right thumb. Um, but I recognize that some for some people that gives them a lot more control over the gun because mm-hmm. just by gripping really hard on it, they they can uh, hold hold the uh, recoil a little bit better. But eh. some people grips. will ch- grips, yeah, definitely grips. Um, I've got nice wood ones on here because uh, mm-hmm. I don't care about performance so much on this yet. I've also got some G11, like, scalloped, like, really, really grippy ones. I do have some grip tape on the front of this thing so that when I'm holding it, it doesn't, that part doesn't want to move. There was no stippling or anything like that on this thing from, from the factory, so there's skateboard tape on the front there. Yeah, that's one of the cheaper things that you can do to get a little bit more texture and grip is yep. just put skateboard tape all over it. Yep. And then uh, drop it. this guy has a magwell on it. So it's uh, typically on a 1911 there, you can get a magwell and this uh, uh, mainspring housing as well that kind of go together. Uh, and that's, that's the deal with this one as well. The mainspring mm-hmm. is attached to the, the uh, magwell on it. it. just makes it a little bit easier. It's still not as, as good as like my Glock, for example, for a magwell, but it's better than a factory magwell, which right. is like, I don't know, pretty, pretty sharp and squared. Tight. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so there's like there's a lot of things you can do to a 1911. Again, and, yeah, there's lots on the market for it because it's been around so long. Yeah, yeah, and because it is kind of standard, there's still some stuff that's not super standard. Like I couldn't just go pick up another barrel for this thing and just drop it in. Probably won't work. I'd probably have to get to bring it to a gunsmith to get a barrel installed in this thing and properly timed to the lugs and whatever nonsense Narinko has put into this thing, right? Correct. Um, I could just drop a barrel into my into Glock. Glock. And look how sparkly that is, too. Ooh. <laughs> this is my glitter Glock. <laughs> um, yeah, I was riding this thing for three gun for a while. And yeah. uh, there's a couple of really nice things about it. Like, it's uh, uh, the grip is uh, very grippy. So this, the, like, where we shoot three gun, it's uh, it's a little bit muddy, and uh, uh, that mud can sometimes like you get you get your hands greased up, and then you go to pick up your gun, and it's like all squirrely on you. It's like a grease no, pig. Yeah, no, no such <laughs> issues with this thing because this thing's like holding onto a, a bunch of gravel. I shot a, a two day pistol course with this, and on the second day, I started wearing gloves <laughs> because oh. it was too much. It's actually wearing away a part, a piece of my palm on my uh, on my support hand. So I was gripping hard with the support hand, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of the mods that I put into this one. The, I'll talk about the ones that I think were the were the most important. The magwell, oh, like, like a big magwell. Yeah, and because it's a double stack uh, mag, it's such a nice big target to go for. So, like dropping a mag into this thing is is just so 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 easy. So I would say that is the number one thing with a gun uh, like this. If your sport handles it, again, <laughs> if if I did that in Nipsic, that would put me to open. So. Right. Uh, this is not a good open gun for uh, for Ipsic. So Glocks are plastic. They're white, light, lightweight, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. compensators. Yeah, uh, some guys run run a comp on theirs. Uh, yeah. A comp in three gun puts me in open, so I ha yes. I chose not to do that. But you can do other things to try to build on the weight. Uh, some guys will get um, I don't know if you can see there, but that's a little bit of brass there. This actually has a brass plug that goes into the grip a little bit. Um, so this does add a little bit of weight to the bottom of the gun, non-reciprocating weight, which is the most important. Uh, I also have a tungsten guide rod there. So that's just a little bit of heavy weight right in front right here to try to keep the gun, again, uh, uh, contained with, uh, with recoil. Uh, it's also got a better trigger, nice Dawson trigger, sights, yeah, yeah that <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, right. And then I've also modified it with an undercut. Uh, right here for the trigger and an undercut on the trigger guard and that's so that your hand can sit a little bit higher up on it because again that that cutout is there for this this finger to get in there and then this guy right here that cutout is for your other hand to fit in support side yeah yeah which right. they did you do, do that with... you, did you do that yourself or did you send that myself, off together myself. I, I get yeah. a dremel Mm -hmm. So the other thing that you do to add a little bit more weight is you've added the base pads to the magazines as well. Right? Uh, well, yeah, but that's also because I've got this magwell here. So yeah. it like if I tried to use a factory mag with this, it, I would have right. to like push it in. <laughs> so I need I need the extra. <laughs> you need the, extra the length. Weight. Yeah, I need the length there to to give something to seat against on this uh, on this pistol. So um, I would say like in terms of reliability, this pistol's fantastic. It just uh, just works just works all the time. Um, I would say in terms of shootability, even though I've put a pile of money into it, it's still not as, as good, good as, as your Shadow CZ. 2. Yeah. And that's yeah. because like CZ has designed these things to be cheater pistols, 
in Ipsic, yeah. which I kind of cheated pistols. Like even the the weight is just obnoxiously high. It's it's three pounds with a mag in there, which is getting up there. And if you, like all those things I was talking about on the Glock, like the weight low down, the weight below the uh, uh, below the barrel, non-reciprocating weight below the barrel. Like you think about a CZ. Look how much weight they've got. Like that's a big dust cover. They even got rid of all the grooves so they could add more weight there. <laughs> Just squeeze off a little bit more, right? So they've really optimized this thing for uh, uh, good shooting. This this would be a terrible carry pistol. You'd never want to carry this as a as a military or police or anything like that. And if you look at the slide, the slide itself is also very thin, very small, and light. So light reciprocating weight, yeah. heavy the rest of the gun uh dual action single action so it's 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 very good out of the box right now the cz shadow two comes with better sights than the one did you change, uh, the, change debatable, the debatable like uh the, the shadow two comes with these angled sights here i don't like these compared to the shadow one the shadow one has squared off sights yeah it not, does uh, not these angled ones here i'm going to aim at myself just so you can see the uh uh, the sights on there, but uh, you can see how they're like angled at the top. I don't really like that. I don't really nope. like it. I mean, it, it doesn't really stop me from pulling the gun up and, and getting it in the right spot, but I would prefer just a flat back on, on the back there. Or do a modification and change out the sights. <sighs> These sights are so <laughs> expensive. I'll just deal with it. <laughs> you know what I have done to, uh, you know, there are, there are a couple things that I've done to this gun so that I could... Um, uh, so it could shoot a little bit better. I have put in the short uh, Trigger. disconnect on it. So you can see that that there, that is actually quite a bit further out uh, if you don't have the short disconnect in there. So the trigger press is uh, a little bit shorter with that. I have changed into a competition hammer. And what that does, the competition hammer, it also kind of contains the sear engage surface on it. So by getting the competition hammer, the trigger press is less. Mm -hmm. um, I have swapped in lighter springs on this thing just to, uh, again, make it work uh, with a lighter trigger press uh, and uh, with less flipperosity because uh, I've went with a lower uh, uh, recoil spring recoil. in this thing as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the other thing I've done with this one, because again, three gun, I've got a magwell in it and magwells are awesome. Awesome. In a, in a double stack magazine, a magwell is fantastic. Like I would say, like a magwell in a 1911, like it's better, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. still quite a skinny thing to be aiming at. Whereas this is like a cavern to be aiming at. It's, it's, a, it's a night and day difference. It's a big hole. <laughs> it's a big hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have not changed anything else on this gun. So You changed the grips though. Uh, oh yeah. Well, when you, when you go to a, uh, yeah. magwell, you have to get short you, grips, but like they're yeah. functionally the same as the ones that came with the gun. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things. I changed the fiber optic front to a green rather than a red. I don't personally care. I think red's fine. Um, I have no real difference there. You, I could get, um, larger safeties. So right now I've got the thin ones on. Uh, I could get the thicker ones on there. I heard mixed results though, because I was talking to some three gun guys and they're saying, yeah, I had the thick safeties on mine. I dumped my gun and it pumped the safety hooked. off. Yeah. Pumped the safety off. And then I got, you know, DQ'd for, uh, for dumping a gun unsafely, right? So, um, and the other thing is that for IPSC, you do not use your safeties. You put the hammer down and you run it like that. And then your first shot's DA. So, um, I wouldn't use a, a thick safety for Ipsic either. So I just haven't bothered. I just leave them thin. 
and unobtrusive and out of the way, and I don't worry about them. Mm. Uh, I don't think I have anything. Like, I really haven't done too. Like, I have done quite a bit to this thing, but it's been like springs and triggers and hammer and that kind of thing. I could go for a single action trigger in this. If I was just going to do three gun, I would probably get a single action trigger only. Uh, because the advantage with those ones is that there is no take up. Like, even this little take up here, mm, it's gone. Single action yeah. trigger doesn't have it. Yep. I shot, uh, I think it was Dustin's pistol in Calgary. It works for um, ATRS. And he had a single action in his, and it's like, oh, it's right there. It's like it's like a 1911 trigger, uh, except you've got a double stack heavy pistol. Uh, incidentally, like the weight difference, this is quite a bit heavier than a 1911. So unless you start adding like brass grips and all sorts of other weird stuff on there. So uh, sorry, I've been nerding out about pistols and all, all sorts of no, other weird stuff. No, that's what everybody's been asking for. So mm -hmm. let's talk mm -hmm. about it. Uh, do you have your savage axes there with you? Uh, it's in the safe. I've got a M Carbo uh, trigger spring kit in it. Boom! Like huge difference. Uh, I can't remember what it put it down to. Two point something. So like factory trigger was like four pounds, and with the yep. spring kit in it, it went down to two two something. So nice and light. I wouldn't mod anything else because again, yep. hunting rifle. I don't want to change too much on it. Should just work. Just a good scope. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I swapped out. <laughs> I took the factory scope off of it, uh, threw it into my closet O scopes, and uh, <laughs> it'll never get mounted. Uh, maybe I'll put it on a twenty-two. I don't know. Ma uh, give it one of the kids. No, put it in kids' rifle. No, this is the kids' rifle. That savage oh. axis is the kids' rifle. Okay, and yeah. that's like no, the scope's still not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I put a Cabela's Covenant on there, just something that's got a little bit more clarity. Which are pretty decent. When you really think about it, they're made by the same people. Two forty-three is not going to. It's not going to generate too much like damage to no. it, right? So I, don't, I think it'll be fine. No. Uh, okay. SKSs are kind of interesting. Yeah, um, you can do anything and everything to an SKS. There's so some people are like, when it comes to milserps, some people say don't change anything because that's a piece of history and uh, you'll regret it someday. And for some guns, like that's that's accurate, right? Like for SKSs, they're the price is starting to go up. So it's mm -hmm, starting to yeah. get to a point where like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have like painted it green or painted it pink or, or uh, spray painted it or hack, like augured out this thing or that thing on them. But they're still Tapco stock. pretty cheap. Tapco stock. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you've got, if you've got short uh, or long arms, the SKS stock as it is built is usually too short. It's like it's got a very short length to pull on it. Um, yeah, it is. So for a lanky... Uh, a lanky dude you might need to to get a tapco stock or get something there you can change the uh put a slip on butt pad on the back to give yourself a little bit more like to pull that could work um practical mods i would I, I do the trigger again because most sks's come with a pretty bad trigger bad yeah, yeah they're horrible um you can get a spring uh... kit from m carbo on wolverine or i think high cal had some too they had some uh, spring and sear kits there's a murray a sear kit that you can get it's a sear, right? The sear engagement on it is, is horrible. It's like practically wartime production or just slightly post-war. So the sear is not going to be that good. And it's old-timey, like 50s or whatever uh, production. Or if you got like a, a Chinese one, you've got, you've got the, the finest in, uh, in their manufacturing, which is not very good either. So uh, even uh, stoning that surface and then doing something with the spring, it helps a lot. And it just makes the gun more shootable. Right. Okay. 
Uh, Anything else? Mosin Gong? Or do you, you want to go pull, on? You could pull like pull the bayonet off the SKS too. Mm -hmm. That's another thing you can do if you're not going to use it. Uh, pull it off. The bayonets are kind of handy as like a monopod. If you if you're out like I don't know hunting with it or you, or you need to make like a, an accurate shot, you can put the bayonet out to the vertical position and then stab it into the ground, and then the gun will hold itself, and you can use that as like a field expedient uh, monopod, which is kind of interesting. Um, there are some sight rails and that kind of thing for the SKS. I don't really like them. I prefer to run the SKS as it was designed because then it can run corrosive ammo and it's easy yep. to clean. With no mods on it, the cleaning on the SKS is super quick. Rotate the receiver pin, take the receiver cover off to pull the bolt out, give it a quick scrub. It's super, super quick to do, uh, especially compared to some of the earlier rifles that, that also run corrosive. Uh, I wouldn't run the magazines in Canada just because we only have five round mags anyways. The stripper clips work really nicely. So why run a 520 magazine that sticks way out the bottom when all you can do is fit five in it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mosin the Gant. Yeah. I mean, I've got a brake. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend putting a brake then in <laughs> Mosin because uh, it's obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> you may want to run a slip-on uh, recoil pad on your Mosin uh, if you're going to do any amount of prone shooting with it. The stocks on those things are the worst. They're designed in the 1800s. This is like, this was an outdated design when it was designed. Never mind for the next 50 to 100 years that they've been used. Uh, so like the the stamped steel butt pad on it, you, a lot of them have like really sharp edges. If you go prone or seated or anything like that, you're going to start getting cuts or little, like little marks on your, on your shoulder uh, if you're running like a thin t-shirt. Uh, so you might want to run a, a slip-on recoil pad on that. Or they have a they have a replacement one that, that you can put on there as well, a, a, a crappy like tire rubber butt pad that you can put on the back that would be nicer as well. Um, same things go for like um, optics uh, mounts on Mosin and It wasn't designed really well for, a, for an optics mount. So unless you have like a sniper Mosin, and you probably don't, um, mm -hmm. there's probably not much of a point in putting like a, an optic on it. Um, there are a couple of stocks that would make it a little bit more functional, but I think like with the Mosin, back when they were a hundred or 150 bucks, like there's a case to be made. That is a very cheap hunting rifle. 150 bucks, you can run 762 by 54 soft point. Yeah, that's a cheap deer getter. But these days, when Savage Axes and like there's so many cheap hunting rifles that are 300 dollars and take a scope or come with a scope and come in a cartridge that's made like like that has better availability. <laughs> Um, I, I would run one of those before I run a Mosin and the prices are up on them now anyways. So yep. uh, they don't make a practical hunting alternative and they, they aren't practical when you start adding like a hundred dollars for a stock and this and that and the other thing, just especially compared this... to the other stuff out there. Yeah. So now Perfect. like so, some of those ones that are a bit more expensive, like I think that uh, not modding them is probably the thing that makes sense. You can do a trigger mod. There's a uh, Iraqi veteran 888 has a, a trigger mod. Uh, he, he, okay. he documents how to do a trigger job on the Mosin. It's pretty easy in terms of like mechanical things you can do to guns. And uh, it makes a big difference. That's okay. a good one. Yeah, I've done that one to mine. Because it's not changing like the, his, the historical aspect of the gun, right? If you're going to refinish the stock on it, you might want to try doing the 
like a, a traditional finish on it as well so that it doesn't ruin the uh, uh, collector's value because yeah. the value of those guns are going to start slowly going up. Cool. You're a pretty knowledgeable guy, you know. I play with a lot of mucking about <laughs> with guns. It's I think like the, the SKS like price might go down too. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've had a couple of these, like, especially red rifles. Yeah. Like I've had a lot of those. I'd love to talk more about like ARs, but uh, oh, don't but, want to talk about but, yeah. So why do you think that the SKS is going to go down in price? Uh, because there's still more of them out there. Oh, yeah, there is. But there's still right more now. of them that can be imported. So uh, there's, there's still the possibility that we can get more of them in Canada. Uh, Fresh Night Crane, he says the Mosin doesn't need any help being obnoxious. So when you were talking about the muzzle brake? Yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's the thing is, it's not even that strong a cartridge. Like, I was, I was talking to someone who's saying, like, 7.62 by 54. Oh, it's like way up there. It's like a 30 out 6. It's way more than a 308. And it's like, no, it's not. Look at the energy on both of those things. That's, it's 308 energy. It's just a crappy old cartridge that was made in the 1800s. Uh, so it's, it's like, it's no better. It's just, the stock is designed really poorly and it hurts when you shoot it. If you're, if you shoot that thing prone, it's not, it's not particularly pleasant. Uh, yeah. Whereas the SKS is fun to shoot because it's using an intermediary, intermediary, intermediate cartridge, 760 by 39. It's like so nice to shoot. That thing doesn't bang you up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Are there any other That's awesome. Of guns I'm not thinking of. I don't know. Like well, we were talking, we were trying to do just a, uh, what people have a lot of is supposed to yeah yeah, yeah. 1911 clock uh 1022 those seem like the most popular like platform platform guns out there yeah 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 okay uh listener feedback uh, people have been chatting about the various things but um yeah that's about it uh listen listener feedback uh listener feedback is sponsored by armory dc gunsmith armory dc gunsmith is a full service gunsmith it specializes in firearms refinishing he offers hot bluing parkerizing circuit finishes as well as wood refinishing check out his online inventory of new news guns firearm accessories optics and more at uh, dc uh guns dc gunsmith.ca Yes, he's updated that website too. So everybody go oh, check him out. Neat. You can go to Facebook or you can also check him out on Instagram as well. Say hi. Tell him we sent you. All right. Do you want to take this first one from Robert? From Robert. Hello, Slamfire crew. Firstly, I'd like to thank you guys for keeping me entertained on my drives to and from work and school. Right now I'm working the summer in Toronto. Traffic's killer. Oh. As well as giving lots of interesting information. I love the two recent episodes with the cops on Three Gun. Uh, I'd like to ask, now that our kind of uh, kind and glorious leader has banned all of my fully semi-automatic 15-clip magazine ghost guns, what sort of guns do you recommend for a 20-year-old university student, specifically a good budget gun? Do you have any recommendations for a pistol or rifle? All the best, Robert. Hmm. And then, uh, so he wrote this in and wrote back and said, what are you looking to do with that? So he has a follow-up email as well. Follow up. I'm just looking for a good plinking gun, but also durable <laughs> enough that I could take it for small game, and the budget is under $700 for the gun. What? We just, yeah, we just talked about it <laughs> and everything that you could do. So a good little plinking gun, something that you can take for small varmint hunting. And yeah, so that's a good little rifle. Uh, Naranko, if he's talking pistols, Naranko, get one of those. 
I think for 700 bucks, I'd get a Glock because yeah. that's, you can get a used Glock. And I think the thing is like a lot of guys who, who sell their stuff on uh, Canada gun, that's, that's good. Thunder there. A lot of people who sell guns, um, they put like a thousand rounds through them. And that's like nothing compared to what that gun's capable of. The gun got to go to like a hundred thousand. You just replace a couple springs once in a while and you're, you're good to go. So I think um, the used market is definitely the way to, way to go. Take a look at new, take a look at used, try to find a good deal on used. You might be able to find a gun that, that comes with like a bunch of mags or something like that. Um, yeah. For $700 for a plinker and small game, like small game to me is like rabbits and squirrels and that kind of thing. 22, 1022 and maybe trick it out. Perfect. Check out the 1022. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe get one of those Savage B22s or A22s. There's a couple of things that are nice on those. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would get right now. I mean, they all work. Like, like um, for small game and, and that kind of thing. Like, I had uh, that, uh, oh, the Ace that I was showing you guys. Savage Ace. That little, like, single shot uh, oh, yeah. Kui. The Kui yep. Ace. Um, that was fun for small game. I took, I shot rabbits with that thing. <laughs> it's like, this is the crudest implement ever. This, like it shoots 22, but like that, like even that's a stretch. Uh, and it was fine. It was like for, for small game hunting, it was fine. So, uh, the bar is not very high there. And I think that, uh, practically anything will do that. So just think about what you want to do, what you want to get into. The, the nice thing about the 1022 is it's a platform. So you can, um, mod it, change it lots with it. Yeah. 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 Getting those guns that are de facto platforms in their area is really mm -hmm. nice for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so we got another email from Josh, Josh V. He says, while hunting with a rifle, hunters often tape the, bu the muzzle uh, to protect from debris, snow and rain, etc. Um, but what about hunting with a shotgun, utilizing uh, birdshot? Does it affect the shot pattern at all, pros and cons? And since we're on the tub topic, uh, any stories of exploding barrels? Well, there's lots of those. Um, so yeah, a lot of people will actually will tape the barrel or they'll put plastic over it or whatever. Condom, barrel condom on it. Condoms, yep. Mm -hmm. Just to keep, especially when it's uh, winter, right? To keep the uh, uh, raining or if or, you're going to go on like a, a real hike and it's going to be like an adventure and you're going to have like most of your hunting is going to be hiking and like doing some like nasty stuff and then you need you need to make a shot. Yeah, I would I would put a I would put a little electrical tape or something like that over the end. I used to do that, but um, I hunt, I lazy hunt these days, so I'm not usually okay. at risk to get anything in my barrel. Right, right. So when you say hiking, there's a difference between armed hiking, like just going for a stroll, and uh, it's like mountain hiking. Mount, mountain yeah, hiking. yeah. If I was doing anything like hardcore like that, I'd probably tape the muzzle, or get or get like a condom on it or something like that, just to keep stuff out of it. Yeah. Right. What about uh, shotgun? Uh, Shotguns are a little you bit know, more forgiving. Like, well, when you're waterfowling, you're usually like in position and you're not like running around or anything like that. When you're when I uh, go for grouse and that kind of thing, if if I used a shotgun, I'm on trails, so I wouldn't. I'm like I'm not bush busting uh, to go shoot a grouse. I am usually on these nice trails because they're they're at the trails, right? Um, that's if I use a shotgun, I use a 22 for gross though. So, but his question is also, if you do tape it or do anything to it, is it going to affect the, the pattern? I don't think so because yeah. it's, um, 
uh, the, there's gas in front of the shot that's getting pushed out as well. Uh, so that's probably going to blow whatever tape you got uh, off oh. of there. And uh, just the way the shot works, I don't think it gives a damn about like a tiny little bit, bit of plastic right at the muzzle. You know, though, if you were interested and you wanted to try it out, uh, go to your range get, or go to wherever, you've, wherever you can. Get a patterning board uh, and shoot at it with, uh, with just your regular shot and then shoot at it with tape over the barrel and see, uh, or tape over the muzzle the and see, see what yeah. it does. Yeah, I can't imagine it'll do anything. Um, if you have to DIY, just get a sheet of plywood or, or some crap to, to shoot at and put like a, a crappy old like Christmas wrapping paper. Mm -hmm. That's really good because it's nice and wide. So you can put that up there, shoot That's at it, idea. see what the pattern does, rip it off, roll out some more. Yeah. They're at the dollar store. Get like the cheapest, crappiest uh, Christmas wrapping or the old stuff that you've just like Frosty. had in your attic. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Frosty. I, he's asking about exploding barrels. I think he's asking about exploding barrels from taping, not a, just exploding barrels. I haven't heard anything about that. Not on that. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think, I've never seen a, a, a barrel explode. I've never seen from Not even from with a squib. I've seen one some. One second, one second. Uh, no, no. Oh, I haven't, okay. yeah. All right. Have you? I've seen some, I've seen the pictures of somebody's mm -hmm. rifle who's exploded because of shooting and uh, with a squib load. Yeah. Like it's like it peeled. So, um, Did yeah. the old octopus thing like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, no shotguns or anything like that. But shotguns do it a lot because um, the barrel walls on them are very thin, and they don't mm. expect a lot of pressure. So when you give them a lot of pressure, they're like, "Nope, <laughs> I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> and any like high high pressure uh, uh, rifle cartridges would probably be the same. But generally, yeah. like rifle barrels, like these days, we like heavy barrels because they're more accurate stable. and stable and that kind of thing yeah whereas with shotguns we generally want a thin wall uh just good enough to do the job kind of a thing right okay spencer you get this one see i designed this this way <laughs> <laughs> very nice uh, uh from yeah. spencer hey guys on the ammo front you're not alone we're seeing prices for nine millimeter and 223 and 556 almost double what they were pre-covid this mainly seems to be uh, due to all the new gun owners buying defensive firearms in the U.S., with a lot of people who thought the 2016-2019 prices would last forever. It is interesting that this time 22 isn't involved, though. I guess with oh. riots breaking out across the U.S., no one's really concerned with plinking. A lot of other calibers are still available as well. Even though the 380 and 45 are in short supply, the price on 357 SIG still hasn't changed a bit. Uh, well, I, yeah, I don't think a lot of people are buying 357 SIGs, so it's probably just one of those ones that's nice to have. One point I heard mentioned was that this shortage uh, may be worse than the previous one simply because COVID has shut down or reduced output at many ammo manufacturers. Right, we just Sounds like a that. lot of the folks seem to think we won't see normal prices and availability again until next summer at the earliest. Uh, the last episode about the Tavor was kind of interesting. A couple things jumped out at me, though. First was that I doubt IWI would have uh, would have not been able to do training in the U.S. because the class was too combat focused. Even the most restrictive states haven't gone down the road of trying to restrict training. I think no, but I think what what Chad was talking about his ability to go down to the U.S. to take that training, and I yeah, do believe Canadians it's based on Canadians can. So it's based on ITAR. Okay, go. Sorry. 
Yeah, so, so just to clarify there, there's, there can be an issue of Canadians going down to the U.S. train and ITAR and whether that's exporting right. firearms training. Uh, the last episode, uh, sorry, I said that already, blah, 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 blah. And also don't really see the point why you would point a bullpup in an unsafe direction when you wouldn't with a standard AR. You don't have to point the muzzle upper on either platform to get the uh, to get at the bottom of the gun. Just rotate it with the muzzle pointed downrange like you would with any other rifle. Maybe on a battlefield, the Magpul style workspace with the muzzle pointing up in the air is considered okay. I can't see any range in the US uh, letting you get away with it though. And speaking of bans and bullpups, are AR style PCCs affected by the OIC bans? It would seem like they would be more AR-like than a Turkish shotgun, but consistency doesn't seem to be those folks' strong suit. Mm. I don't think any PCCs have been banned yet. We haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Not yet. I, yeah. Yeah. Like the Turkish shotguns were something that they had banned earlier and then mm. unbanned because they're like, wait a minute, these aren't ARs, and then mm. rebanned later because they're like, actually, we changed our mind. We're back on the bottle, and it's an AR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if it was a woman who decided that, because we have a, you know, we can change our minds a lot. <laughs> I just no comment, no comment. I'm not no, no, that's, that's bait. No way, I'm not going for that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, do you guys get the Desert Tech guns in Canada? While the original MDR bullpup had a bunch of teething pains, the new MDRX is cheaper and seems to work great, especially in five five six. Um, I believe we do, but I haven't seen them. No. Yeah, I haven't seen those yet. Uh, keep up the good fight, Spencer. P.S. If some company up your way was smart, oh. they'd be buying up all the ARs they could in Canada and shipping them here in the States. Between COVID and riots, you can't find an AR on the shelves these days. And the ones that show up at stores get snapped up at two to three times their prices last year. Just saying. Wow. So Freshnet Crane, he says the Scorpion Evo 3 was banned. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. He is correct. So, yes. That's an okay. odd one. Yeah, no. That's an odd one to ban. Well, hello. Scary. Everything else, like whatever else is on there is also odd to ban as well. Yeah, I suppose. There's no rhyme reason or whatever. Yeah. Just squint. It kind of looks like an air. Yeah. Okay. If you want to email the show, you can do so by emailing us at slamfireradio at gmail.com. All right. Uh, Patreon supporters, we don't have any new ones, but we would like you to come on board so that we can keep putting out content, awesome content like this, and giving you information. So check us out on patreon.com, or you can even go into our website and click on there and uh, support us. Uh, while you're on the website as well, if you're looking for anything to buy at Cabela's, just click on that, web, uh, that link too, and they will also send us a little money every once in a while. I confirm that their changing affiliate thing was just for the U.S. Oh. So Canada oh. is fine. Okay. No cool. change. Yeah. Cool. All right. Adriel, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, Shout-out to Andrew for setting up such a kick-ass uh, range at Lloyd. Shout-out to Kevin for ITing with me and kicking ass there. Oh, yeah. Hi, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, that's all. That's it. Okay. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, one of our IITs. His name is Chris Campbell. He has a new podcast. I want you guys to go over and check it out. It's called the De-Educated 
podcast. It's about life, culture, and violence. The podcast explores related topic, topics related to education, uh, self-improvement, politics, martial arts, health, science, firearms, and life in general. That's what they put on their little thing, so I just copied it. But it's a really, really cool podcast, and they're pretty cool guys that are on it, too. So a couple of my faves. Check it out. Recently, they were talking about COVID. They were talking about firearms, the OIC and that. So, and they have some pretty good guests on there too. They just put out episode four, brand new. Go and check them out. And who else? Uh, Corey. Corey is one of our listeners. Hi, Corey. And he sent me a link about somebody who's carrying a gila. So thank you about that. I'm going to go and buy some of that today. And I was going to say, I've, I, I had seen some of that stuff. So I think it, I think it is out there. Uh, the the ones that I want that's hard to find you can get interceptor you can get a bunch of other stuff but the, the stuff that I like it you can't really find and that's about it Justin 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 it's his birthday today just give him a shout out too so okay that's it okay all right uh please join one of the national firearms associations so this is CCFR go over and visit them uh, buy membership make a donation help them help us basically check us out on gunners of canada we we have a forum over there link thread whatever on the forum too uh like us on facebook we're at 2681 and then also you know go and talk to your counselors your municipal counselors now because those are coming too you gotta know that talk to your municipal counselor kelly oh my municipal counselor he hates me i'm surprised he hasn't banned me or unfollowed <laughs> or or you know oh Twitter. Yeah. So basically on Twitter, he hates me. Yeah. He doesn't like me very much. I haven't been blocked. I'm surprised. Gotta do something. I, I regularly talk to people in Kingston that are part of the municipal government. Mm. Yeah. So go and talk to people. Let them know you're not happy. That's it. Bye everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.